Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. The Unconventional Path. Mr. E greeted me when I first met him with a hearty hello and a string of extroverted exclamations about being in clinic and seeing different doctors and the wonders of modern medicine. While charming, it did take me about 15 minutes to focus him on why he was seeing me today in our clinic. Feeling out of sorts, doctor, the patient finally noted. That's why I'm here, just not feeling quite right. As I looked back at the referral from the primary care doctor, it was noted that the patient was unstable when walking. When I asked the patient about that, he noted that this was somewhat true, but it was more that he didn't feel motivated. I began to suspect there was somewhat less of, strictly speaking, a neurologic aspect to his complaints. But we continued to discuss this out-of-source feeling. I tried to understand what the character, associated symptoms, if any, factors that caused it or relieved it, any localization hints, movement, or temporality were associated. What I received were vague answers. The feeling, however, was of short duration, a non-painful feeling associated with the patient's head, lasting no more than seven to nine seconds, occurring once, and certainly not a recurrent issue. It was quite the conundrum, as it was difficult for me to localize the symptom, never mind where in the nervous system this was occurring, nor could I really put my finger on a cause. We agreed to call it a discomfort, for convenience sake. The patient was a retired baseball player, having made it years ago into the big leagues for a season, back in the early 1960s, prior to being sidelined with an injury and then having to spend some rehab time back in the minors before moving on to sell insurance, first to his former teammates and then expanding out to others within the community. He had, to his own admission, done quite well with this and had retired with a busy practice, hobnobbing with professional players and coaches and continuing to be involved in the game, which, as he noted, he loved and loved me back. It was a fascinating aspect to hear the perspective of someone who was engaged at the highest level before the game was a revenue sport and that the pros were there not because of a zillion dollar contract, since that didn't exist back then, but because these players were talented enough and willing to undergo the sacrifices necessary to work at their games to get to the highest level for the pure enjoyment of the game itself. Actually, Mr. E had mixed feelings about the extent of the contracts for the current players. While he was glad the pros were getting their due, it was, as he said, obscene how players jumped from team to team. No loyalty at all, he said wistfully. That's the problem. Highest bidder, but who wins? Just the player. Not the fans, not the coaches, and they've been the ones who put in a lot of the effort, you know? Coming to the ballpark, supporting us. But the game's changed. Indeed it had, I noted. But I still coach. I still try to keep the kids in high school loving the game, he noted proudly. It's the least I can do. It was wonderful talking to Mr. E about his past experiences and perspective. But it was also good because we then stumbled upon the fact that his feeling out of sorts had occurred before when he was in his playing days after his injury. Oh yeah, there was this time. I got a real bad headache afterward, he noted. 
My legs then got weak when I bent over, and this headache came all of a sudden. I had to go to the locker room and lie down in an ice bath after that. Headache went away real quick with sitting in an ice bucket. Now there was some real headache associated with this. We started to go over this again with his current symptoms. And this time, it was the patient's wife who noted that, yes, indeed, there was a headache after this feeling, since he told her about it. It wasn't bad, was very short-lived, and he didn't even take anything for it. He just did what he usually does after coming home from the ballpark. He goes down and lies on the couch. He was okay after that. At that point, I had shifted my thought process about what was the patient's complaint to what was the associated symptoms, namely the headache. I realized my initial thoughts that this may not be neurologically related were probably wrong. These short-lived, intense headaches, well, at least the ones from previously described in Mr. E's playing days, sometimes were called thunderclap headaches. And when we'd see these patients in the emergency department, there was a very specific evaluation we'd do based on the causes we wanted to rule out first, vascular, infectious, and structural. In the old days, there was limited availability of diagnostic procedures, but today, with the advent of various types of brain scanning, whether CT or MRI, this has made it much easier to evaluate than during Mr. E's playing days. Mr. E has some evidence of proximal muscle weakness, but it wasn't clear if this was just deconditioning. As I discussed this with the patient and his wife, we started going down the path of reminiscing about the patient's days immediately post-playing, which I gently moved towards the need to get an MRI scan promptly in order to evaluate the patient, given where his story had gone. Mr. E was able to have an MRI scan done that day, revealing something called a third ventricle colloid cyst in the brain. These lesions can cause symptoms if they obstruct movement of fluid within the brain, which can happen occasionally, and sometimes need removal, despite being something one is usually born with. We sent Mr. E to a neurosurgeon, and upon discussion, the patient decided to wait and see if either his symptoms would occur or if the cyst would enlarge before considering surgery. As the patient noted to me, two times in 50 years, I'll take my chances, then laughed. I did note that if he did get anything like this feeling he described when he first saw me, that he should go to the nearest emergency department for evaluation, to which he agreed. What Mr. E taught me was that being able to pinpoint symptoms or aspects of a patient's complaints sometimes need to come from places which may not be anticipated. That being aware of any clue has to be part of the patient-doctor interface. Keeping on digging to define and redefine the patient's pathologic process sometimes takes unconventional paths than the standard which we might be accustomed. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.